Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. The Holy Gospel according to John, chapter 3. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I say to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not believe our testimony. If I have told you, about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of our Lord. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you ever had a time when you had to start over? Have you ever found yourself going down the wrong track and had to turn around? You can take that a couple different ways. You can take it literally. A few weeks ago, I was over at the new Portlight Shelter for their grand opening, open house, and I knew basically where I was, and I thought maybe there'd be a shortcut to get home, because I hadn't been quite there before. So I pulled up directions on Google Maps, And sure enough, it gave me a different route than I was going to take. So I turned right where it said to, where I would have gone left. And after about three miles, I checked and realized I don't live three miles from there. I realized I'd tapped the button for directions to work, to living hope, not to home. And so I literally, as I pulled into Sockville, turned around (laughs) and started over. And then I had to explain to Kristen, who'd left at the same time I had, how she was five minutes ahead of me getting home. How I managed to get lost between there and home. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge you're going the wrong way and turn around. Or maybe less literal, my own life, some of you might know that in college I majored in both religion and computer science, which don't 
usually go together very well. In the summer before my senior year of college, I interned at Thrivent in software development. And Thrivent, some of you know, does have a religious roots, but they're a Fortune 500 financial service company. I had a cubicle, I had a laptop, I had the full corporate experience. And it was a good experience, it paid really well. But I distinctly remember one day sitting in my cubicle, realizing this is not what I'm called to do with my life. This is not what I want to do with my life. And sitting there in a cubicle downloading seminary applications and the ELCA pastoral candidacy manual. And I'd kept both options open as long as I could. And yet it still felt like starting over, like I was saying no to years of my life when I said, okay, no, I don't want to be a computer programmer. It felt like starting over, starting something fresh and different. In our Lenten series this year, we're looking each week at a question arising from the readings. And so today's question is, how do we begin again? How do we start over? How do we, as people of faith, go down a new path? In that first lesson from Genesis, we meet a man named Abram. And at the time, Abram is a farmer. He's living in the land of Haran, living in the place where his family had settled. Abram is established. He has a good life. He has a wife named Sarai. He has lots of possessions. He has other family who are living nearby. This is his home. This is where his roots are. And then the Lord shows up and calls him. And God says, get up and leave your home. Leave your country. Take your kindred, take your family, but leave your kindred, leave your other relatives, leave your father's house, and get up and go to the land I will show you. And in this amazing act of faith, at least I think it's amazing, Abram does what God tells him. He gets up and he leaves not knowing where he's going. No wonder the book of Hebrews will use him later as an example of great faith. Let me read you a verse from Hebrews. Hebrews 11.8 says, By faith Abram, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he set out not knowing where he was going. That is an act of faith. Of course, if you keep reading the story... Abram doesn't just have this one moment where he decides, yes, I'm going to follow, and he figures out everything, and it's all downhill from there. Instead, Abram spends years, a couple decades, questioning God's plan. And he tries to do things his own way because he just can't quite trust that God is going to fulfill the promises God made. There's an incident, actually two incidents, he does it twice, where he tries to pass off his wife Sarai as his sister because he's afraid that God won't protect him. There's an incident where he conceives a child with his wife's servant, because he can't believe that God is going to make a way for him to be the father of many nations without him taking charge and trying some other path that is not what God said to do. He thinks his wife is too old. He questions God's promises. Over and over, he repeatedly doubts God's plan. Abram is held up as a great example of faith, and he is. And yet he has to begin again, not once, but over and over and over if you read his story. God, partway through, even gives him a new name, the name we know him by, Abraham, as a reminder of his new purpose in life, 
a reminder that he is going to be the father of many nations. He is going to be a blessing to the world. He needs that name change just as a reminder to himself to follow God, a reminder of how many times he started over. But most importantly, when God calls him to go, he goes. Even at the age of 75, it's not too late for him to begin again, to set out in faith, and he'll begin again over and over after that. And then in the gospel reading today from John, we meet another man named Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is nowhere near as famous as Abraham, but he's also an important character. He's a good example. And John does not tell us much about Nicodemus. He shows up three times in the story. We don't know his life story. We don't know what his major was, or equivalent. We don't know how he became this religious leader in his community. We don't know what he's been through. We don't know what exactly he sees in Jesus. But we do know that Nicodemus is intrigued. He's wondering what God is up to in this Jesus fellow. He understands that Jesus has come from God and is doing God's work, and so he wonders if Jesus has anything to do with him. And yet, his fresh start, his new beginning, is really tentative and cautious, right? He approaches Jesus secretly, discreetly, at night. And once he engages Jesus in conversation, I suspect poor Nicodemus is probably more confused than when he started. Jesus tells him he must be born again, born from above. I'm not sure that Nicodemus was looking for that much of a new beginning. He's not Abraham ready to uproot everything and leave, but he is curious. And Nicodemus asks this great question about how exactly he's supposed to do that. How exactly he's supposed to follow Jesus' directions. How can he enter into his mother's womb and be born again? And I think it's a great little reminder for us not to be overly literal with everything in Scripture. No, Jesus does not mean to climb in again and be born. But I wonder if Nicodemus is already well aware of that. I wonder if Nicodemus knows exactly what Jesus is saying, exactly what Jesus is calling him to do, but is maybe engaging a little bit of willful ignorance, not ready for quite as much of a new start as Jesus is offering. Because if Jesus is the Son of God, as he claims in this conversation, well, then Nicodemus needs to rethink an awful lot of his life, right? not just changing his major or something, but his power, his position in society, his status as a member of the Jewish Sanhedrin council, even his self-identity as a faithful follower of God is all at risk. His whole understanding of what God is doing in the world is shifting if Jesus is who he says he is. And it's going to take Nicodemus quite a while to process all of this. I don't think there's a great conversion experience in this conversation. Nicodemus shows up exactly two more times in the story. And once, a few chapters later, he's arguing with his fellow religious leaders, sort of standing up for Jesus, kind of, arguing that maybe these plans you have to get rid of him aren't such a good idea, and have you thought about... It's a tentative argument, but it is an argument on Jesus' behalf. And then the third time he shows up, finally Nicodemus helps with Jesus' burial. 
Did you know that? He provides the spices and the myrrh and the aloes to anoint the body. Joseph of Arimathea provides the tomb, but it says Joseph of Arimathea, along with Nicodemus, the one who'd come to him by night, prepare Jesus' body for burial. They don't finish, of course. The women come back on Easter morning to try to finish, but they start the job. They're the only ones to take care of Jesus after his death. And we don't know what happens to Nicodemus after that story. But we can see his encounter with Jesus changed his life, and he's on a good track, right? In this season of Lent, you and I are invited to encounter Jesus. We're invited to begin again on the path of faith. We don't get to just come and chat with Jesus in the middle of the night like Nicodemus does, at least not physically in person, but we are here today, this morning, to encounter Jesus, to hear the promises of faith, to meet Jesus, God, with us. And we meet him in prayer. We meet him at the table in communion. We listen to his word through scripture and song. How does encountering Jesus change you? Where does Jesus invite you today to begin again? One of the key words for Lent is the word repentance. We began our service with confession, apologizing for our sins, but repentance is more than just saying, I'm sorry, I hope I don't do that again. I wish I hadn't done that. Repentance literally means to turn around, to make a U-turn. When you find yourself going the wrong way, repent. Stop going that way, turn around and go back the other way. About face, turn around. Return to the Lord your God. As our psalm said, we look to God for help. Our help comes from the Lord, from the one who made heavens and the earth. The creator of the cosmos is on our side calling us to follow, offering a fresh start. And the promise of that psalm is that God is with you in all of the endings and the beginnings in your going out, in your coming in, the things that we hold on to, the moments we look back on and regret, God is still present from this time on and forevermore. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is surrounding you on your journey. And even if you find yourself going down the wrong track, even if you've missed your exit by hundreds of miles or by decades, even if you've spent your whole life up to now ignoring God's call, God is still with you. The promise is still true. God has never left your side. God does not grow tired or weary. The one who keeps you will neither slumber nor sleep. God continues to call you and I to return, to return to the Lord your God, to return to your true identity as God's beloved child. God invites you to begin again. And this morning, if that is you, if you have ever gone down the wrong path, found yourself going the wrong way, if you've ever had to turn around, or if there's an area in your life that you're heading the wrong way right now, if any of that's true, would you, would you stand and pray with me? I think that's probably all of us. <laughs> At least it is for me. Let's pray. God of new beginnings, 
You pursue us when we go the wrong way. You stay with us through our questioning, through those times when we have trouble feeling that you are near. You stay with us through our wandering. You pursue us when we try to run away from you. Lord, thank you for the chance to start over, for the opportunity to repent and to follow you. Lord, stir up your Holy Spirit in our hearts and inspire us to live as your people, to share the good news of your love, to receive your grace and forgiveness, and to be born again, born from above, born anew as your beloved children. Thank you for being with us on the journey. In Jesus' name we pray and let all God's people say, Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaukee County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org, or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you, and we hope you'll join us again soon.